Welcome to the Daily Authors Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Gendel, and on today's incredible episode, I'm speaking with the lovely and talented Karen Warner, author of Reclaiming Your Moxie, A Guide to Healing Your Sassy Self. Now, Karen spent over 15 years coaching clients and helping them achieve their own personal definition of success. Her humor, high energy, and no-nonsense approach to coaching has helped clients start and grow successful businesses, run for political office, and experience tremendous growth through personal transformation. Now, she uses her own challenges in life to help others overcome theirs and believes that nothing is out of reach for those who want it. Karen loves to write and continues to serve with her book, Reclaiming Your Moxie, as she helps others brighten their internal light that may have dimmed over the years. So if your internal light and excitement for life has faded and are ready to reclaim your moxie, stay tuned for this episode of the Daily Authors Podcast with Karen Warner. Hey, by the way, if you're ready to write your book today, you can head on over to writeabookuniversity.com forward slash free and get a free four lesson video course that'll help you on your journey to writing your book. Welcome to the Daily Authors Podcast, a daily podcast all about books and the authors who gave them life. Each episode, your host interviews a new brilliant author as they reveal inside information about their incredible books and inspiring lives. Now, here's your host, Aaron Gendel. Yeah, thank you again, Karen. Uh, so glad to have you on the Daily Authors Podcast today. We're here to talk about your book, Reclaiming Your Moxie, A Guide to Healing Your Sassy Self. Before we jump into your book, though, let's uh, let the listeners in a little bit more about yourself, your work, and what you're up to now. Okay, well, I guess a lot of my background um, comes from helping others. I spent uh, about 17 years as a research scientist, a pharmaceutical scientist, so I have a background in wanting to make people's lives better, to serve people through my work. I've also worked as a realtor, and I've served public office for eight years. So it's always been about how can I help the lives of others. So uh, and I and I love to write. That's awesome. important to me. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Let's uh, dive into your book then, um, reclaiming your moxie. Could you just? Give the listeners your uh, 30,000 foot foot view of the book. Okay, so Reclaiming Your Moxie, uh, Guide to Healing Your Sassy Self is a personal development book. It's all about reclaiming that beautiful, brilliant light that we are each born with. The one where we come into the world, we're kicking and screaming, we're just full of curiosity and creativity, and we just shine that light all over. And as we start to get older and we take on limiting beliefs of others and we come across barriers, we start to lose that light. It starts to dim Um, traumatic experiences, bad relationships, divorces, deaths, unemployment, addiction, all these things just kind of weigh on top of us and just slowly dim that light more and more over the years. So the book is about reclaiming that moxie. It's about getting in there, getting that tiny little light that's still, it's still in there. It's an ember, but it's still there and just making it grow so that that light once again shines outward for everyone, everyone to experience. That's what it's about. Powerful. Love it. Let's let's dive a little deeper then. Uh, any particular chapter, if you were to just hone in on one or two or a section of the book that you feel is most critical to the listeners and to the readers that would pick up your book? So the book 
I made it so that it was a guidebook. So it's going to take the person from A to B, and it's to be read in sequence. Each okay. chapter is to be read in sequence because the, each chapter builds upon the last. Yeah. I guess mm -hmm. one of my favorite chapters has to do with um, your badges. Um, your badges, I say, wear your badges with pride. That's one of the chapters. And so I started thinking about, you know, we see a lot of people doing video games and they're always claiming badges. Hey, I just, you know, I, I just, you know, got rid of a dragon or I just fed 20 chickens or whatever. Yeah. yeah but we don't ever, we don't talk about the badges that we've received in our own lives. Um, overcoming drug addiction, overcoming homelessness, yeah. struggling with job loss. They're badges that we have, we have gotten in life and we're often too ashamed to talk about those badges. Um, we, we try to forget them. But in every badge that we have claimed, every struggle we've had to go through, we've learned something, we've gained something, we've grown um, personally, spiritually. So that chapter talks about owning those badges, wearing those badges with pride. Hey, yeah, I was homeless and I've overcome that. Yeah, I was addict addicted to opioids. And so now I'm on a path forward. Don't try to hide that. Don't try to squelch that. It's something to be proud of because you've grown from that. So yeah. that is, my, is one of my favorite chapters in the book. Yeah, that's, that's powerful. What action maybe could the listener take today? Some nugget that they could take away from your book? So, Aaron, I guess I want people to understand that we are spiritual beings in a human body. And that makes us um, open to mistakes. It makes us open to making some bad decisions that aren't always so good for us. And um, it, also, it also makes it so that we can just go ahead and get beyond that, that we have the ability to heal. No, that's great. And moving past that uh, and, and healing makes us stronger, right? It makes us um, be able to do uh, bigger things and, and touch other people, influence them. And, and, and it's, it, it's certainly like a ripple effect, you know, just that one little drop, it just, it just ripples throughout many lives. So it, it's important to me that, that people be able to read the book and, and understand that there's always hope. There's always hope for people out there. And yeah. you can always start over. No, that's some great, great encouragement. What about the influences in your life? Uh, anybody stand out that kind of led you to where you are now to write a book, which is congrats again, a great accomplishment. And uh, the other things that you obviously are doing a lot to help others, just who has influenced you to be who you are today? I don't have any one. Uh, I mean, certainly I've read books from Jen Sincero, the Badass series, no. uh, Tam Heaves. I love Tam Heaves. I love a style of writing and people that speak and say their, their lives are not always perfect. You know, Tony Robbins, I've been to his, one of his events. Yeah. I, I like people that just don't always have it together and, and can admit to people, Hey, I don't always have it together because guess what? 
you know, I tell people all the time, they say, well, you know, you're a life coach or you've got to say, I said, I lose my crap on a daily basis, <laughs> just like everybody else. And so my influencers are the one who have the most human qualities that say, yeah, I'm not infallible. I make mistakes. And yeah. I mean, just other people that influence me, you know, my children. My children, because they they always look at things with uh, w with creativity and, and just you know a thirst for knowledge. I mean, they're they're all grown now, but um, they would get, always give it to me straight. <laughs> and, and you know what? Love it or hate it, you know, I appreciate it. I appreciate them saying, "Hey, mom, yeah, I think you're way off on this," or "You, know, you better rethink this," or "You know, you're getting way too big for your britches," or what whatever. I like the honesty, and so that I appreciate them for that. They're, they're always going to keep me on that straight path. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Good, <laughs> some good, good stories. Yeah, I have four kids of my own, so I, I, can, no. <laughs> I can relate. Uh, I know in my life, failures have been something that have helped me learn and grow quite a bit, and I failed so many times in different things. And is there a failure that maybe you – want to share an event maybe that that has helped you something maybe you learned from it and how how you overcame that failure so um i don't have any any one and you know i talk about it in the book i i, I have a chapter in the book um called it's not it's it's not failure it's called research hmm. um, my days back is being in the field of science we have failure on a daily basis you know, no single drug was ever put out to market without failure, multiple failures constantly. We have more failures than we have successes when it comes to science. Yeah. And so I like to tell people that it, it's not failure, it's research. And every bad mistake I've made, everything I thought I screwed up, it has just been research that I've been collecting so that I can make better decisions in the future. So that's the way I look at failure. I, I never say failure anymore. I just say it's, it's research in this big project called life. <laughs> I love so that. I, yeah. like that. I, I just love to change that around. What I've learned is that I need to have more faith in my ability to do things. Mm. Because when you start hitting those failures, you start losing confidence. You start, you know, questioning whether or not you're making the right decisions. And so I've learned to just put the best decisions forward with the information I have at that moment. And if it doesn't turn out the way I want it to, and, and failure is just another word for an unexpected result. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just say, let me go back to the drawing board. Let me see what I've learned from this. And ultimately have faith it's going to work. It may not work that day, that week, that month, but it's going to work. So that's how I look at failure now. You know, I didn't years ago, but that's how I see it now. And that's how I really want other people to see it. Oh, that sounds like a great chapter, very encouraging way to look at those those things we might consider a failure. Right. I, I need to start looking at it that way as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I can help. <laughs>
What about a favorite quote? Anything that you kind of live by and maybe an explanation as to why you like it? Um, I try, I try to live each day doing my best. And, you know, when I was, when I was young, my, my dad used to say, you know, you, you can't do any better than your best, babe. So did you do your best? And I'd say, yeah, I did my best. He said, well, there you go. You can't do any better than that. And I try to live each day doing my best, putting forth my best effort. Are there some days that I say, well, I probably could have done a little bit better. Yeah, I did. But for the most part, it's, it's just these internal quotes. I like to say that when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And when you are ready to hear the quote, that will appear in your life too. So when I get a quote from somebody, I sit there and think, yeah, that probably, that probably means a lot to me right here and right now. And that was meant for me to hear. So it's not just any one quote. Yeah. I tend to get quotes from all over and I'm like, wow, yeah, this really does um, make a lot of sense in my life at this given moment. We all have messages that come to us. And we have to just stop and listen to those messages and, and really internalize them. So I don't have any special one quote for you. I'm sorry. Let's talk about your book writing process now. Uh, any guidance you could give to any, the listeners as far as things you might have wished you'd known before you started writing your book? Anything you could share with the listeners? Well, the way I started my book, and like I said, mine's personal development, so it's a little bit different than, you know, writing a novel. Yep. So for me, I had to write a process, and that meant that I had to do an outline. And some of the chapters would get switched around. You know, I, I, like I said, I wanted to build upon every other chapter. So for me, it's all about talking about Moxie in the beginning. What is it? How, you know, how, how do we lose it? And then from there, talking about, well, how do we now start regaining it? And then looking at the future, like, what are we going to do to keep it? And what do we do once we get it and keep it? It's important to spread it throughout the rest of the world. So for me, it was an outline. I didn't write um, the introduction until the very end. So mm -hmm. it, there was no order to it other than, like I said, switching chapters around and what should go first and what should go next. Um, and I just, and I just let my guide guide me, you know, I, there's yeah. that inner guide inside of you and it's real important to just let that come through. Listen to your gut because that's your guide and that's never going to steer you wrong. You're always going to make the right decisions when you listen to that. So for me, it was just a process. Yeah. And I wanted some clever, you know, titles that just weren't really boring. I needed this book to be very simple to read because my target audience is somebody who's going through some difficult times. Yeah. I didn't want it to be wordy. I didn't want it to be very cerebral because when you're going through a struggle, and I've been there, sometimes all you can do is just read a simple little chapter. You know, sometimes all you can do is set a goal of one to three things per day that you need to get accomplished. Sometimes it's difficult to get up out of bed and get yourself moving. So my book needed to be as if I was talking to you across a table with a cup of coffee, 
glass of wine, a beer, whatever you wanted to have, but it was going to be one friend to another, just giving you some straight talk and just trying to make it as simple as I could for you to get to where you need to be and to help you heal. So that was my process. Wow, that's, uh, that's great advice. Any particular thing stand out that was a blocker for you that was difficult about writing a book? So, uh, you know, I mean, I dealt with writer's block just like everyone else. Um, and sometimes I would sit there and think, oh, my God, I've got, I've got absolutely nothing to write. <laughs> you know, there's nothing, that, you know. <laughs> what I found was that I had way too much in my brain and it needed to get out there. So some days it was nothing more than just getting on my laptop and just typing out words, typing out sentences, typing out ideas, just just jumping, just doing a brain dump. Yeah. Get it out on paper because once you got it off your brain and onto the paper, it usually provided some room for you to, you know, get clarity. You know, sometimes I would have to move where I was writing. I would have to go sit at the beach somewhere for a little bit or sit in my bedroom for a little bit, you know, change it up. Yeah. Don't get worried by, by the writer's block. It's in there. You just have to let it flow, let it go, and just get it out on paper. Don't, don't get anxious. It, <laughs> it will come out for you. And that's the best advice I can give to anybody who's trying to write a book. Great. No, great advice. Uh, what about the best part about writing a book for you? What has that been now since you know, becoming an author and, um, you know, helping others? What, what would be the best part for you personally? The best part is when somebody contacts me and says, wow, Karen, I didn't think I could do meditation, but I just, just doing it your way, I was able to, mm -hmm. and I'm just going to do it five minutes twice a day. Or somebody comes and says, you know what? I've struggled all these years with forgiving myself for decisions I've made. So when, so when people can actually walk away with something from my book, it just, it, it just makes my heart swell because I know I've done the right thing. And I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm, I feel so blessed to be able to serve someone else and to help them with whatever struggles they're having. Because that's why we're here. We're here to just help one another, you know, get through the struggles. Yeah. Marketing is difficult. That's my biggest challenge is getting it out there and trying to find different ways. Because it's a big country, you know. We got like 321 million people or so in the country. And it's really hard to get the book out there. And that's why I feel so blessed that you have, you know, you've chosen me to, to talk to me and yeah. to help get my book out there. So thank you from my heart to yours. Um, I, I am forever in debt for, for your help for this. Yeah, no, no worries. It's my pleasure. I like to close with an open-ended question. And uh, if you have an answer, that's fine. If you don't, no worries. Uh, but if you could step into my shoes, what maybe would you have asked yourself that I didn't? I maybe uh who is this book for? Um, so it's for people who are struggling. It's for people who are having a difficult time. Um, right here, right now, we all go through difficult times. I was homeless for a while with four children, mm. um, going through a really bad divorce, and sometimes you just can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. 
or you think the light at the end of the tunnel might be a train, you know? And so the book is for those who are really having a hard time and who just need a friend. And so that's, like I said, what I wrote the book for. I wrote the book for all my friends out there, the ones I know and the ones I don't know yet to help them in their struggle and to guide them along the way. So that's pretty much it. That's an amazing mission. Thank you. So Karen, what are you up to next? Uh, any other books? Uh, obviously you're, you're on a mission to help the world. I can tell any, anything specific that uh, you're up to and can, and where can the listeners connect with you online? Well, uh, my next goal is to get out there with this book and start teaching workshops, having online courses. Um, I, I would love to speak in front of audiences, talking to people about my mission to help heal others. Yeah. People can reach me. So it's, I'm online, www.karenwanner.com. I'm also on Instagram and uh, Twitter. I have Twitter accounts. Um, certainly, you know, somebody, I don't know, I'm 56. So for me, I don't have that, you know, that, that savvy when it comes to being very t- high tech. Um, that's why I kind of count on my kids to kind of help me out there on um, the market. Like I said, that, that social media marketing can be a struggle for me at times. <laughs> Just research. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I would love, I would love to hear from people who, are struggling or who have read the book and it can certainly help them. And like I said, my goal is to be out there on a daily basis, helping others to heal. It's an amazing mission again, Karen. And thank you so, so, so much for joining me on the show. And it's been an absolute pleasure to have you. Thank you so much. I keep doing what you do. You're a beautiful human being. Oh, thank you, Karen. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you later. You do the same. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Daily Authors Podcast. Be sure to visit dailyauthors.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content.